Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Duke Show. I am Dr. Duke, and I am joined today by the inimitable Vicki McKenna. Vicki, always, always a pleasure. These conversations are great. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. Well, we have a number of serious issues here, and to the surprise of nobody, we're dealing with uh, transgender issues again. And we have a situation here where we have the very famous Jazz Jennings. You may recall that she uh, was a young, one of the first young boys who decided that he was really a woman. He, had a, he has a domineering mother who sort of pushed him. Uh, he wanted to, but she pushed him really hard to become a woman. And lo and behold, now Jazz is in a position as a young adult where he still doesn't feel comfortable in his fake female, female body. And we're learning that there's a lot of horror. You can see the picture that Mike has put up here. She's gained 100 pounds in the last year or so as all of this physical uh, malfeasance against her is beginning to mount up. It's so, I mean, this this story is so despicable and so sad. you know, it, Jazz Jennings is is not the perpetrator here. He's the victim. This boy is the victim. He was five years old when his mother began treating him and claiming he was a girl. Five years old. There was no way this kid could have fought back. Um, when he was 11, his mother put him on on puberty blockers. So this this boy never went through puberty. He never experienced puberty. Um, at 17, on television. They had his, um, I don't know what the name of the actual procedure is, but they, they, they used his malformed, underformed penis to create a vagina, faux vagina. I think they call it a neo-vagina. Um, and it went very, very badly. And so I think he needed two corrective surgeries. This kid, you know, and he's been lauded as some kind of great hero. His mother is treated you know, like like a queen, like the like the you know, like the the mother of the religion, uh, first trans mom, and now uh, Jazz Jennings is. I mean, mind you, he has had books, uh, speaking engagements. He's been a supermodel. I'm using finger quotes here. Supermodel, um, and now he says, I'm going to quote here, and forgive me, I'm reading. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul. I just want to feel like myself. All I want to be is happy and feel like me, and I don't feel like me ever. And his mom basically says, well, you're your own worst enemy. You know, no. His mother is his worst enemy. The culture is his worst enemy. The media, the left is his worst enemy. The, the, this, this kid did nothing except try to, you know, just be a kid and wanted to please his mom. And so now here he is suffering from bulimia. Um, and he's gained 100 pounds, as you can see in that picture, um, which is, of course, not healthy. He's never had a puberty, either male or female. Uh, and so he is in constant pain with the surgery that removed his penis and attempted to create a faux vagina. Um, his mother is... Um, um, threatens to, oh, please, you know, if your children are over your shoulder right now, take them away from the, from the computer. His mother has threatened to forcibly dilate his faux vagina because he doesn't want to do it because it hurts. And she's threatened to, to do it for him. I want you to think about that for a second. This is monstrous stuff. This is Hitchcockian. This is, this is just some of the, it's perverse and perverted and it's for your entertainment on TLC. And I, I mean, I, I, I just wish I could hug that kid. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't know how 
he can escape, but I hope he does someday. Well, Jazz's mother is one of these freakish stage mothers. I mean, if th think about how the hypocritical the left is. If this was a, a normal kid, a young girl who was on the beauty pageant scene when she was yes. five and six and seven, this mother would be considered a monster by the law, a John Benet Ramsey mom monster if that were going on. But because this mother uh, freakishly bullied this child to become the unhappy and completely destroyed child that it is, young adult that it is now, now you said is she's heroic about this. We have a video that we want to play. Go ahead, Mike. But you know I can't get out of my head. I know. No, listen. <laughs> it I just doesn't stop. It's okay. Give me a hug. It's okay. I know what you're going through. We've been there before. No, it still doesn't stop now. I and I'm already going well, back to you, negative. But the more you're talking about yourself, it gets harder. Mm -hmm. You're digging in and you're, it's making you put a, a magnifying glass on what's mm -hmm. already difficult as it is. So this is hard for you. I know. And you don't, we don't want to push and you I know. Anymore. I'm the one doing it. Like, I know. You're your own worst enemy. I feel kind of all over the place and like my mind is very cluttered and not clear. And I really want to have that clarity. I really want to understand myself and be able to read my own soul and what I want. And it's just very challenging. And I think I'm kind of breaking down a little bit and spiraling into negativity. I just want to feel like myself. Like that's right. it. You're I don't like care. All I want is to be happy and feel like me. And I don't feel like what me ever. Me? The mother has the temerity to actually say to her warped daughter now, physically warped daughter, I know what you're yes, feeling. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. No, you don't. Did you have your genitals turned inside out? Were you sexually mutilated? Did you have a person when you were five years old pushing you to become the inverted opposite of what you actually are? You have no idea. Are you the one who is who grew up in a Truman Show, in a, in a psycho, uh, bizarro world version of the Truman Show. I mean, that, that was, it, it just makes you want to slap somebody. That was such an offensive thing to say to a child who is, I mean, now I shouldn't even say child, but truly, I mean, still stuck in a permanent childhood. Um, a 22-year-old um, should be a man at this point, dating people, uh, setting up a relationship, finishing college, planning a career, planning a family. Um, but but stuck in a permanent childhood. Um, were you, mom, the one who grew up like that and is and whose entire life, from from almost birth, certainly you know early memory till now, has been lived for the purposes of 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 base shallow entertainment for a bunch of people who could give a damn. And when this show is canceled, nobody will care if Jazz Jennings takes a handful of pills. Well, inevitably, because of the pain that she feels, it's and her bulimic condition. That's a very probable thing to happen. And the irony of all that, Vicky, is is that this is because of the affirming surgery. This is because of the affirming hormones that she is miserable. This is nothing to do with the, the unaffirming culture or the evil, intolerant world we live in. This is exactly. This is a, she's a petri dish. She is a, ex, oh, a lab so experiment. Sad and sick. It, and we have another it's, video. This, this is. She's this not goes, human, uh, by the way. This, right. the, Jazz Jennings is not considered human. Jazz Jennings is a tool, is okay. a tool to make money, is a tool to get famous, is a tool to get accolades. And money. It's just a tool. Is it's it's. I mean, a human being is pure utility. That's what you're seeing. So the suffering that that boy is going through 
is irrelevant. You make a great point. Not only is she a quote unquote gen transgender person, but she really is transhuman. She is very much the future. We talk, we've talked about this. Wesley Smith, Smith over at uh, National Review talks about it all the time. What's going to come after, is coming already after transgenderism, is transhumanism. This idea that we're moving beyond human and male and female. You and I talked about ecto-wombs where human beings wouldn't have to conceive babies through sex. It would be done in a laboratory. She really is a, ma a walking mannequin, which is ironically a person, yeah. ma a person mannequin, right? right? And so we've got another video. This goes to what you were saying. Moms and dads, if, you're, if you have little kids anywhere near the, the, the TV right now, please walk them or your computer, walk them away. Because this is a clip, very hard to listen to, uh, about how the mother is forcing him to dilate his non-vagina non because it's really not a vagina, it's just a deep gash in his body. And if he doesn't keep opening that wound painfully, it's, go it's, it's like a cut that ah. will never heal. Take a listen to this, this What a monster, yes. I'm worried about like her mental well-being and her dilation. The minute she leaves my house, we have a dilation problem. That, that is a concern. When you don't have that watchful eye, they tend to go back to old patterns. I have woken Jazz out of a dead sleep and taken the dilator and put the lubrication on it and said, here, you take this and you put it in your vagina. If not, I will. But Jazz is bad, even when I'm home once a day. I would be so mad if she goes away to college and that thing seals up. I wring her neck. Can you imagine? I'll wring her neck. That thing seals yep. up. Think about I, that. I'll wring that her neck. That thing seals up unless you stick a, a, a dilator in it. Ugh. I mean, I, so I want I, you to. I, I want. I mean, maybe it's because I'm female. Um, essentially, you're saying that you're going to stick a, a, a vibrator up that kid's vagina, and I mean that is sexual abuse. That's the. That's I, I can't shake that. It sounds like it has to feel like sexual abuse. And it makes me angry that instead of these people being in prison, they're being lauded as heroes of some, of some gender politic movement that has taken on cult-like status and is coming for everybody else's kids. So if you, isn't it, you say sexual assault, isn't it rape? I mean, if you wake your, your male son who you have allowed to mutilate her own body, if you wake him up in the middle Encouraged. of the night and then you force her out of a, him out of a dead sleep to, you, you put, personally put a, what is effectively something penis-like that stretches her, her, her wound. You're doing that to her while she's dead asleep where she doesn't want it. She doesn't want the pain. When she leaves the house, as you say, you have a dilation problem. The minute, minute she's outside of mom's supervision, immediate supervision, she doesn't do what mom insists she does. So this is not, this is the opposite of affirming. This is the opposite of a letting somebody become what they've always wished to be. This is projecting. And when you take with all, since we're talking about body image, this is a tacky thing to point out, but since we're talking talking about this mother, I mean, it's pretty clear that she looks more masculine than feminine herself. You wonder to what degree when you might throw a picture of, up there, uh, of her up here. Again, this is the kind of thing that is tacky. However, given who this mother is, this mother is, seems to me to be projecting, among other things, her own masculinity, as it seems to be dominating what she is, or onto her, this child of hers, taking yeah, it away or from her. her, right? her 
her, you know, what she doesn't, what she doesn't possess herself. Right. Trying to create uh, in this kid, um, now 22 years old, but 22 year. I mean, I'm old lady, so 22 is a kid to me. And again, this boy is in permanent childhood. He I never went through puberty. Can't have an orgasm. Can't have an orgasm. Um, you know, can't hasn't had a relationship. Doesn't know how to feel. You know, sexual pleasure is in constant mental anguish. Is in constant physical anguish. And 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 with regard to this surgery, this surgery was was botched. So there's a trans surgeon um, who was performing this and botched the surgery. And the reason why the surgery was botched is because when you don't go through puberty and you don't develop an appropriately sized penis, there isn't enough material to invert and to try to create a faux vagina. I, I you know, unfortunately, um, in, in preparing for this, I, I did more research on this than I care to ever uh, repeat. And, and so twice after the original surgery, this kid had to go back and have it and, and have it reperform. They used his stomach lining, I believe, to try to create what was, what, what was supposed to be created by the existing uh, tissue of his penis. Again, you know, if you're, please get your kids out of the room. This is just appropriate. But this is the stuff they will be foisting on your kids. I don't know if anyone saw the headline. Uh, Pentagon says... It is totally fine for Pentagon doctors say it's totally fine for seven-year-olds to uh, have uh, uh, puberty-blocking hormones that, that will permanently ruin your child. Seven years old. Jazz Jennings was 11 when he started those hormones. It will permanently ruin your kid. But you know what? Hey, the Pentagon doctors say, Rachel Levine says, you know, all of the, all of the fancy people, all of the wealthy people uh, you know, who take cars places and who have their their groceries delivered to them instead of bothering with the plebes at the store. All those fancy, fancy people, they say it's fine. They say that you are a fascist if you disagree with this being foisted on your children. Yeah, and uh, it's it ironic that the Pentagon of all organizations is weighing in on this because so, uh, th that's who we go to for medical advice, right? The Pentagon. Well, that's, that's going to be. I mean, this was a declaration so that the the medical insurance uh, that covers enlisted folks it will will cover this type of of um, I can't call it therapy. This type of uh, imposition uh, and alteration of your kids. So your taxpayers can pay for it. I mean, it was a it was a declaration of of acceptability so that we can pay for it. And again, if you don't if you don't agree with this, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe, you're a dead namer, a hater. You notice I've been dead naming, uh, I've been misgendering Jazz Jennings this entire segment. Um, but that's what you're accused of doing uh, if you if you don't acquiesce. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez just recently called parents who want control over their own children, the decisions over their own children. They're fascists. Don't you know? Um, it's uh, that we don't have millions. I've said, uh, how many times have I asked this? Millions of parents at the same time without even needing to be told standing up and, and rescuing their children from, from this despicable um, propaganda and, and, you know, mass cult is beyond me. It's just, I mean, it's a testament to what, you know, to what a mass psycho psychosis can look like.
Well, you know, before we go on to the next segment, we're just about done with this. It's a related segment. Uh, I want to go to see that picture one more time uh, between jazz as a younger person and jazz now, Mike. Uh, now think about it. On the right hand, you have a Barbie doll. You have a literally an experimental Barbie doll. A young boy, a young boy turned into a Barbie figure. That's and that the shelf life of that is about three or four years, right in your middle teens. That's going to work for about three years. And then on the left, you see what the consequences of this are. These children are being used as toys, not just experiments uh, to gratify the radical left. And after we come back to this, uh, still to come, an elementary teacher celebrates. One of, somebody d d whose job is to teach your babies, an elementary teacher celebrates confusing children who can't tell what gender she is. That's what the goal is. Coming right back. So Vicky, here, so Vicky McKenna, here we are again talking about just how far, outrageously far, this transgenderism is coming. We talked about uh, pri prior here to this, we talked about Jazz Jennings and what happened to her, how now she's beginning to regret her, her decision. She is going through incredible pain. She can't reproduce a whole bunch of horror. So, so I, take a look at the first uh, part of this program to understand where we're coming from. But if this was simply a matter of mom and dad or a, a parent warping a child, it would be perhaps less problematic if this stuff was not being pushed full speed, even in our elementary schools. We have a shocking video here. This is from an elementary teacher, a teacher of babies, who is celebrating the fact that her little ones are confused about her gender and the gender of another teacher, another trans teacher. And by the way, when did trans teachers become a, a, a huge um, number of the people teaching in our schools? It seems like overnight now. Uh, the, yeah. the, you, you see a trans teacher everywhere. It's not a coincidence. Take a look at this very, very alarming video. One of my coworkers told me that they were talking to some students in the hallway and they asked, the students asked the other teacher if I'm a boy or a girl. And the teacher was like, does it matter? You know, she's cool. And they were like, no, I just, I just can't figure it out. It's just so hard. I can't figure it out. And I was just like, that's the goal. That's the goal. The, the, that's again. the goal. Confusing your little five-year-olds. That's the goal. Hey, I yep. confused a first grader. Woohoo! Good. I mean, that's that. I mean, it's pretty tough to confuse a first grader, Duke. Pretty hard to pull a fast one on a five-year-old. I must say, she's uh, she's pretty impressive. I can see why she was hired. Yeah, and you know the other thing. Can we get get rid of the lie once and for all that this is about helping already confused kids? figure out who they are. This is about confusing children mm -hmm. in order to be advocates for the kind of garbage we saw that happened to Jazz Jennings. This is not about allowing children. There's no epidemic in this country of children who are confused. There's just not. They no, are. Period. They're not. Nope. They never have been. Little boys who walk around in mom's high heels are goofing off. They are not de desiring to be women. Little boys, you mentioned in, in the past that you, when you were a girl, you were a tomboy. That doesn't oh, mean yeah. that you want to have a penis. It never meant it. It doesn't doesn't mean it now. And 99.999% of the time, everybody outgrows it and becomes exactly who they well, are. And think about what you're being robbed of um, as a kid to be able to experiment and play and have fun. And if you're a little boy, play with your sister's toys. 
um, you know, your sister's dolls or whatever. If you're a girl, to be a tomboy, it was really, really fun. And and I love the memories when I was a kid. Uh, playing baseball, you know, uh, playing with my brother, having my dad be my hero, that, that kind of stuff. It, I mean, I didn't want to be a boy. I wanted to be a girl who did boy things. Never wanted to be a boy, but imagine what, what you would do to a kid like me now. You would ruin all of those wonderful experiences I had that, of course, led into my, you know, saying, oh, no, I like girly things now. Now I like horses and unicorns and all kinds of fun, you know, colorful things now. All of that, that terrific tapestry of my life would have been an ugly, dark um, political experiment. Oh, to do that to children, to ruin what they will, you know, inevitably look back on when they're adults the, with fond memories, things that can, they can do to make, them, that, that make themselves smile or just drift off in a fun little daydream, you're taking that from them. Those kinds of things are important to humans. It's how we orient our life. It's how we figure out our world. It's how we navigate social situations. It's how we become actuated, decent human beings. And you want to take it all away and make it all ugly and pour filth and dirt and feces and blood and hideousness on all of that beauty. Well, I've not heard anybody say this, uh, and maybe because it's so obvious it doesn't need to be said, but I've not heard anybody explain it this way. When you're dealing with elementary school kids, little babies, you, you are not re reasoning with them. Reason is out the window. You can't reason really with a child. What you can do is emotionally move them. That's why we read, we don't read philosophy to babies, we read stories. Because stories can emotionally move a child to behave the, the way you want them to. If you read them a book about kindness and love, they'll become more kind and loving. Uh, if you read them a book about monsters, they're gonna become monsters. And so my suggestion is, is that no one wants to, conf if we confront this reality, the reality is, is that the, if we're trying to reason our children into becoming what we think they should be or we think they believe they are because they like to play and they have a fantasy world and an imagination, we are emotionally manipulating them to become what we want. We're not liberating them for anything. How dare we allow children to make, we, and there's no other area where we do, allow them to play with fire, set their own bedtime to cross the street as they will, when they will. No, every other way. We don't tell them the reasons. We don't argue reason with them. We, we warn them. We punish them. We frighten them about crossing the street without looking at our mommy's permission. But when it comes to this very serious issue, emotionalism drives everything. And it's not the emotionalism of the kids. It's the emotionalism of mom and dad. That's what's so frustrating it's the, about it's this. It's not just manipulation. It's, it's, um, it's abuse. It's emotional abuse. But you're, to your point about stories... Um, that is exactly why the library wars are going on right now. That is exactly why moms and dads are fighting back against the stories that are promoting this in the classrooms, in the libraries, um, that are being featured by the American Librarian Association or whatever the name of their organization is. Um, they figured that out, that if you tell compelling stories with sympathetic uh, heroes and you know mean villains and who's the mean villain in the story? It's the you know it's the uh, the transphobe, it's the turf, it's the religious parent or whatever. 
Um, they fi- they figured out uh, that children are not to be reasoned with, that children are to be to manipulated, emotionally manipulated through stories, Duke. And um, so I, I don't think there's a way to try to reclaim that turf without, you know, without engaging a, 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 a war that, um, that the left is prepared to fight, is well positioned to fight, is very, very well funded to fight. Yeah, I, this is why I really enjoy these conversations, Vicki. We get to go to places that I think no one else is really talking about. And uh, I, so I, I really do think this is, we're breaking ground here and trying to philosophize and theorize exactly what are the pathologies behind this. And that's going to wrap up this show. If you have any questions, comments, or want to support the show, simply visit drdukeshow.com. For all of us at Dr., The Dr. Duke Show, including uh, Vicki McKenna, thank you so much for your time, and we will see you next week. 